We are convening the December 10th, 2021 Assessment Appeals Board meeting. Clerk, please read the roll. Board Member Brinkerhoff. Present. Board Member Sorensen. Present. And Chair Rollins. Present. Based on guidance from the California Department of Public Health and the California Governor's Office, in order to minimize the spread of the COVID-19 virus, the Marin County Assessment Appeals Board is holding hearings via video conference. This hearing is being recorded. Remember that this is a formal proceeding and treat it as if you are present in the room. Mm. There are multiple participants in this proceeding. So if you are not speaking, please mute yourself so we do not pick up background noise or unwanted audio feedback. Please take a moment to locate the mute button on your screen. Clicking the microphone will enable you to mute and unmute. If the board mutes you, we will let you know that we will be doing so. When you speak, when you want to speak, please raise your hand. When called on, you may say unmute yourself. You may unmute yourself and identify yourself. Please speak one at a time and pause prior to speaking in case there is an audio video lag. The board members have a copy of the exhibits that have been provided, but will not review them until the hearing begins. If you have additional exhibits that you would like to show the board, please be ready to upload them to the Zoom chat. If we run into any issues, the board or either party may request that the hearing be paused and rescheduled to a mutually agreeable date and time. Clerk, yes, to administer the oath. Yes, will everyone wishing to give testimony at today's hearing please show your video and raise your right hand? Do you solemnly state under penalty of perjury that the evidence you shall give in this matter shall be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? I do. If there is anyone who did not answer yes, please indicate by raising your hand and I will unmute you. Seeing none, all individuals have affirmed the oath. Uh, the calendar for today's hearing has been placed into the chat. If you cannot access it, please raise your hand and we can send it to you again. And with that, I will turn it over to the chair. All right, we have a full calendar. So we have uh, questions about the amount of time that we think each case will take. So first and foremost, Safeway uh, representative, could you tell us how long you think this case will take. Yeah, good morning, board members. Um, I expect this to take all day. Uh, our presentation alone should be probably two to two and a half hours. 
And then we also obviously need time for the assessor to present and then time for questions on both sides. So um, I, I expect it to be all day. Okay. And um, going on to the next case, Mercedes. Yes, I'm here. Mercedes Thompson. Um, yes, ma'am. I was actually um, looking to see if I can reschedule. Unfortunately, I was not um, prepared and organized due to a recent move and documents being in storage and such, and uh, haven't had the time to retrieve them. So I was going to see if it would be possible to push this back. Madam Chair, if I may, um, yes, it, the Mercedes Thompson case, case 190293, and the other case on calendar, ONSI LLC, case number 190295. Both of those uh, applications, the hearing date confirmations were not received by the deadline. And so it's um, your discretion whether or not you reschedule or if the applicant and the assessor are ready to proceed on either or both. Okay. Um, and on CLLC, uh, <coughs> excuse me, Shiloh Schaefer. Uh, yes. Um, um, I am happy to proceed. If it's going to be a long day today, I'm happy to reschedule. Okay. Uh, and the assessor, do you have? Uh, Yes, good morning. Good morning, uh, Madam Chairman and board members, and welcome to our newer uh, board member, Mr. Sorensen. Glad to have you with us. Um, with regards to both cases, um, we, as the Madam Clerk had mentioned, the uh, hearing date confirmation notices were not received. We did not hear from Ms. Thompson, and so uh, rescheduling, that would be probably appropriate. With regards to ANSI, we did hear from uh, Ms. Schaefer and have received some documents from her. And so the assessor is prepared to present today, perhaps, um, and this is just a thought, I, I realize Mr. Buskirk for the Safeway Appeals indicated that that will take the entire day. Um, but I guess this would be left up to the board members and Ms. Schaefer. Uh, we expect that that hearing might take about an hour overall. And if that case were heard first, um, maybe that might save some time for Ms. Schaefer or Ms. Schaefer would prefer maybe um, choosing an alternate hearing date. Uh, do I have any comments from the board members as to that proposal? Uh, yes, Neil Sorensen. <clears throat> I think it might make sense probably to continue those other two items to another date. If, <clears throat> excuse me, if the Safeway matter is going to take the whole day. Dirk. No. Uh, unmute yourself, Dirk. <laughs> Dirk, unmute yourself. There we go. Yes. Um, <laughs> I had the wrong window up. Um, yeah, I I agree. I think it would be it would be uh, best to try to finish the whole of uh, of the Safeway one. Okay. Um, Miss Shaila, uh, Miss Schaefer, since you uh, are prepared and 
the assessor has prepared for that one. Um, if the clerk could suggest an alternate date for your hearing. Um, I might offer February 25th, 2022. And on both of these cases, we would need waivers. Would February 25th be acceptable, Ms. Schaefer? Uh, February 25th would be great. And Ms. Thompson? That would be perfect. Thank you. Um, waivers, are you waiving deadlines so that we can proceed in this manner? And the clerk uh, will um, make sure that you get copies of the waivers. I'm not quite sure whether they do it online or how, how that's done in this digital world. <laughs> Yes, we will be uh, emailing you the waivers for both. And just for the clerk's understanding, the if your board agrees to continue to February 25th, that would be contingent upon receipt of the waivers. Is that correct? Correct. And if I may further offer uh, as a reminder to the board, as well as to the applicants, we anticipate at the February 25th hearing, it will be in person in the board chambers here at the Bryn County Civic Center. A change of venue once again. Um, okay, can I have a motion from a board member to move these two to February 25th? I so move. And a second. Second. Board member Brinkerhoff. Aye. Board member Sorensen. Aye. And Chair Rollins. Aye. I will be, um, um, Ms. Thompson and Ms. Um, uh, I'm sorry, Sorensen uh, was at the Shiloh. I'm sorry, I don't have your last name in front of me. Um, Schaefer, beg your pardon. Um, I will be, the clerk will be emailing you the waivers of, for these cases to be continued to February 25th and would ask that you return in uh, by midweek next week, please. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, board members. Uh, this moves us to the Safeway hearing. Um, case numbers 180988, 19016 19016 19016 19016 19016 19016 19016 19016 19016 19016 19016 19016 19016 19016 19016 19016 19016 19016 19016 19016 19016 19016 19016 19016 19016 19016 19016 19016 19016 19016 19016 19016 19016 19
we have not been provided with hard copies of the documents associated with these files. Um, and one of our questions is that in looking at these findings of fact have been requested, whoops, for a, I believe all of them. No, they vary. I, I see 180098 is not requesting findings of fact. Is that correct? Um, Matt, Madam um, Clerk and, and uh, Madam Chairman, if, if I might, just a couple of housekeeping items. Um, the you. assessor has requested findings for uh, all cases. Okay. And um, we did send a, uh, a check to the uh, clerk's office earlier this week. And we would like to clarify, we um, issued one check for the findings and had a question with regards to, does that cover all the cases involved? So that's one, one question. And then the second item is really just a housekeeping piece. And um, for case number 18-0101, the applicant's um, application indicates that that's on a tax bill 18-111097. That particular tax bill has been modified and revised. Um, the revised tax bill for that is now 21-100262. And I can repeat that again at the end um, for the, the board members and the clerk. Um, so I just wanted to make sure that was acknowledged. Okay. And one of our questions was, are we being asked to produce separate findings of fact for each of these cases or one finding of fact that would cover all of them or most one, of them? <laughs> yes, and so from my understanding um, of the uh, appeal presentation today, and Mr. Buzzkirk can certainly add to this as well. Um, my understanding is that this is really a methodology of um, assessing uh, business equipment, fixtures, and personal property. So it's the opinion of the assessor, just based on what we know at this particular point, that one set of findings will cover all the cases that are being contested by Safeway today. Um, okay. And Mr. Buzzkirk, does that seem correct to you? Yes, that's correct. Okay. So then, um, Madam Clerk, you're in a better position to tell us if the one check is sufficient for that. Uh, yes, based on what the assessor just reported and affirmed by the uh, applicant, unless council has any concerns with that approach, um, the clerk's office would be okay. Okay. And I don't have any concerns unless during the hearing it were to come up that we, we needed multiple findings of fact. Okay, so that's done. Um, 
we understand that the reason that we have been we have not been given hard copies is that the hard copies are substantial, uh, running into possibly a thousand pieces of paper. And while I can understand the need to save trees, there is the fact that one, we could not possibly read a thousand pieces of paper in one sitting. And two, that in drafting the findings of fact, we need to be able to refer to those documents. So um, we are asking that we either be provided hard copies by the assessor and the applicant or jump drives, thumb drives after the hearing so that we have the documents in front of us. And we'd even be glad to return the jump drives, but it would be much easier for us to do that than to download them to our personal computers. Madam Clerk and board members, for the hearing today, will you be able to see the um, valuation reports presented by both the applicant's agent and the assessor um, electronically? We should be able to. Okay, I just want to ensure that you can yeah. see and follow along and we'll certainly do our best to make sure that that's accessible to you. Uh, and then the other um, request is as you were doing your presentations, if you could uh, let us know where there may be significant issues that you want us to be sure to refer back to, because again, this is a tremendous amount of documentation for us to have to go through for findings of fact. So any assistance you can give us in terms of pointing to the particular elements, that would be very helpful. Yes, and, and the assessor does have basically a uh, running log of um, information that will be helpful to you with your findings. Thank so, you. Yes. Okay, so that said, this is a personal property hearing. And um, I believe that would put the burden of proof on the applicant. Yeah, yes, Madam Clerk, this is um, Safeway being a corporation, um, that burden of proof is on the applicant and the agent. And um, just a little bit of a uh, review about what this is about. And I think I touched on this earlier, just so you all know. This is not necessarily the real estate value. It's really about uh, the accessible value of all the equipment and fixtures inside the stores. And this is covering multiple locations throughout Marin. Okay. So I believe that um, Mr. Buskirk, uh, you would begin. Um, Madam Chair, before the hearing commences here, uh, the clerk does have all 18 applications. We can upload into the chat 
um, at your discretion. I don't know how you'd like to proceed in terms of given that you are, um, it's just electronic documentation largely. Right, I believe that you did provide that in the package that you gave us. Correct. Uh, Mr. Sorensen, did you also pick up a packet? I did. Good. And I know Dirk said he did. Okay. And so for Mr. Buskirk, um, because your exhibits are only electronic, I would ask either if you are going to be uploading the exhibits to the chat or direct the clerk of when you would like which exhibits uh, uploaded into the chat, please. Well, I can, um, I can share my screen or <clears throat> I can try to upload them into the chat, whatever everybody prefers. I think at that point we're talking about technical um, issues. So I'm going to defer to our uh, technical division here because I do not know. I've never tried to upload that large file into it. Yeah, yeah, it's a good thing you bring that up, Madam Chair. Um, some of these attachments are pretty big, so I'm not sure if they would even go into the chat, but I, I can share my screen if, if that's helpful for everybody. And apologize for one more interruption, Madam Chair, is you did read the case numbers into the record. If you'd like, I can read um, the additional information in terms of the location of the applications and the opinion of value and role value, um, you know, pursuant to property tax rule, I believe it's 308, we are just to read the application and the applicant. And in this case, you've covered both already, but at your discretion, I could read um, the role value, opinion of value for each of the applications and the location. And just to acknowledge that uh, waivers have been received in all 18 cases. Okay. Uh, if you would please do so, thank you. Uh, yes, and perhaps it's helpful. I can also upload kind of a summary summary of what I'm reading uh, momentarily here. So for case 180098, the role value is $18,543,018. Opinion of value is $451,739. The location is one Camino Alto, Mill Valley. Case 180099, the role value is 2,729,684. The opinion value is $1,364,842. Location 5720 Nave Drive, Novato. Case 180100 is uh, located at 110 East Strawberry Drive in Mill Valley. The role value is 1,669,194. Opinion of value is 834,598. Case number 180101 is at 100 Center Boulevard in San Anselmo. Roll value $1,070,427,000. Opinion of value is $535,214. Uh, case number 180102 is at 137 Corte Madera Town Center, Corte Madera. Roll value is $1,790,397. Opinion of value is $895,199. Application 180103 at 700 B Street, San Rafael. Roll value is $1,154,611. The opinion of value is $577,306. Application 180104, location 838 Sir Francis Drake Boulevard, San Anselmo. $1,179,790 is the role value. The opinion of value is $589,896. Application 180105 is 350 Northgate 1, San Rafael. 
Row value is $1,571,348. The opinion of value is $785,675. Case 18106, 900 Diablo Avenue, Novato. Opinion of value is $1,133,400. And the role value is $2,266,798. Uh, for the 19 cases, the first application is 190160. Again, one Camino Alto Mill Valley. The role value is 18,894,413. The opinion of value is 18,443,330. The case 190161, 110 East Strawberry Drive. The role value is 1,599,937. The opinion of value is 923,990. Application 190162 at 5720 Nave Drive, Novato. The role value is $2,574,935. The opinion of value is $1,438,115. Case 190163 at 100 Center Boulevard, San Anselmo. Role value is $1,585,796. The opinion of value is $1,9649. Case 190164 at 137 Corte Madera, Town Center, Corte Madera. Role value is $1,820,292. The opinion of value is $1,168,808. Application 190165 at 700 B Street, San Rafael. Role value $1,159,065. The opinion of value is $793,225. Case 190166 at 838 Sir Francis Drake Boulevard, San Anselmo. The role value is $1,198,451 and the opinion of value is $694,103. Case 190167 at 350 Northgate 1 in San Rafael. Role value is $1,600,623. The opinion of value is $1,026,722. And the last case, 190168, location 900 Diablo Avenue, Novato. The role value is $2,211,367,000. And the opinion of value is $1,621,076. And I'll put in the chat kind of the summary of what I just read. Um, I have one question from what you just read. Um, we've been informed that the question at hand is the same, essentially, it has to do with process. But um, case number 180098, which is one Camino Alto in Mill Valley, and case number 190160 differ in that the land value and the improvements and structures are included in the application for 190160 and not for 180098. Is that simply that they were put in or is there actually a material difference in those two cases, in that one case? If, if I might add, um, I think probably the answer behind that, um, um, Madam Chair, and I apologize, I think I called you Madam Clerk earlier and I apologize <laughs> for that. Um, I think the difference might be if you, and, and unfortunately you probably don't have a list, although I think that was included with the application itself that the um, uh, agent completed a list. And when you look at the list of the Safeway applications, you can see on the, um, under the column that's noted APN, 
it'll have B95. If it's got a B number in front of it, those are all um, basically unsecured property tax bills. Mm -hmm. If it has a number like if you see with the, um, uh, let's see, which application number is this one? Um, no, I don't see the application number. 190160. Does that see a link button without being? Um, there is one, the one that I'm looking at right now, it's for Safeway stores number 7888. And the application is, um, or the APN is 03009133. Correct. Any, anytime we see something that's starting with a number instead of a B in front of it, those are secured tax bills. And so what happens with that is that um, Safeway owns the location as well as the business um, and personal property is, is assessed all under one tax bill. And so that's why you see the land and improvements on those particular applications. Um, but it's my understanding, and perhaps again, Mr. Buzzkirk can reaffirm that he is just contesting the personal property and equipment valuations. Is that correct, Mr. Buzzkirk? Yeah, that's correct. We're, we're only contesting the, the personal property and fixtures. Um, yeah, sometimes the bills, the, it'll switch from the unsecured role to the secured role. Uh, this is probably just one of those cases where for 2019, they, they requested to have the personal property included with the secure role. Okay, uh, the, the first uh, 18.0098 also does not have a B in front of it, same property, but okay. it did not include the other information and that's why <laughs> I was not certain what was going on with that property. Okay, thank you very much. And um, are we now able to proceed with the hearing? Yes, I believe so, Madam Chair. Okay, uh, Mr. Buzzkirk, if you would like to proceed. Okay, uh, so would it be okay if I shared my screen with everybody? Mr. Beskirk, are you dropping the valuation report in the chat? Are you are you starting your presentation, if I may ask? Yes, I'm, I'm starting the presentation now. Um, I shared all the exhibits through a, a link for everybody to download. Um, I'm not quite sure how to put the exhibits into the chat. If someone could help so me out with that. So if you are starting your valuation, could you please drop all the exhibits in the chat so that the assessor may view this? And, and by the way, um, Madam Chair and board members, uh, anything having to do with the valuation of this property with regards to Mr. Buzzkirk's opinion of value, the assessor has not seen any of this information and we did request the information via a 441D request. Um, so we would like to at least see the information now once we um, have an opportunity to look at it uh, briefly, we'll let Mr. Buzzkirk present his case and we may ask for some time to review the information. Okay. So can I clarify what it is that you'd like to see that you haven't seen already? Because I have shared our valuation and, and the methodology behind it. Yes, uh, yes, go ahead and please please um, proceed. No, I, I, was, I was asking what it was that 
you would like to see that you haven't already? Because I have shared the valuation and the methodology. Well, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to see what you're going to be sharing with the board members today. So, uh, Mr. Pardon the interruption, if the clerk may. Um, Mr. Buzzkirk did provide a link which included 25, roughly 25 exhibits that the clerk has. However, again, that has not been shared with the assessor. I can put the link that Mr. Buzzkirk provided to the clerk, which directs you to those 25 exhibits in the chat, if that's uh, the direction you wanna proceed with. That, as long as we can access the documents, that certainly would work for us. Um, it, it, we might, need a minute or two to download the information. Um, but certainly Mr. Buskirk can start with his presentation and then we may ask for a few, maybe a few moments, maybe an hour to review some of the information um, depending on how large it is. And this is the first time again that the assessors had access to this information. Yeah, I, I really would like to clarify what it is that that you haven't seen that you would like to see because I haven't seen any of the, the assessor's case either. The assessor's just defending the assessment that's on the assess assessment role. So the clerk has placed into the chat uh, the link that was previously provided by Mr. Buzzkirk uh, that represents the exhibits that were provided to the clerk and again, uh, they were not received in hard copy. So at this point, the um, assessor staff nor the board members have received uh, this content. Um, so I'm just opening some of the content right now. And it may take probably, a, I would say maybe just based on the number of documents that I see that it might take about 15 minutes to download everything. Um, may we have a uh, maybe even just 10 minutes, maybe we have a quick recess just to download all the items and, and have them available to the staff. Does anyone check to that? No objection from our side. Mr. Buskirk, are, are, are these all similar? Um, a lot of them are similar, so it, it looks a lot more intimidating than it really is. Um, we relied on a comparable sales approach, so we just wanted to make sure that we included the full details of all the comparable sales. So I, I think that we probably have maybe 14 or 15 of these exhibits are, are just the comparable sales. So um, the format will be the same for all of them. Uh, it's just going to be different locations, different companies. So you can see the, the sales trends over a, a three-year period. Will they be different comparables or are all the comparables the same? Well, they're all different. Um, so we have some for Whole Foods, uh, some for Kroger, uh, some for Walmart. It's all similar equipment, um, but we, we did make adjustments to those comparables and uh, how they relate to the subject properties. Um, I'm not sure, does that answer your question? Well, no, I, I, I think you're saying that you use comparables from various competitors. Um, uh, are you using all the same comparables in every um, presentation? Oh yeah, it's, it's the same, same presentation for every location. We won't be doing 18 separate presentations. Uh, yeah, that, that was something I probably should have mentioned earlier. So it will be one presentation uh, for the 2018 year. 
And then we would just ask that the board adopt the same methodology for the 2019 as well. Uh, but are the comparables on each of those documents the same exact comparables? So the comparables for application one is the same for the are the same comparables yes. in the second application. Yes. And are the are the adjustments all the same? Yes, they're oh, well. I'm the the subject properties are slightly different, so there will be adjustments. Uh, we made the same. I guess the same adjustments to the comparables, but we, we matched up the comparables the best that we could to the subject properties to estimate our opinion of value. There, there is a great deal of uh, data here. And what I hope, I'm trying to print this out now and for each exhibit, and there's over um, 25 exhibits. Um, I'm on exhibit number four right now and um, exhibit four and number four and each exhibit that I've opened has been 50 to 70 pages each. Um, this particular exhibit number four that I see is um, approximately of that same size. It's gonna take us a, a little bit of time to, I've gotta have this all printed out for the team, for our assessment appeal team so that they can review it. Um, it's hard to follow along with this much information if we don't have it as a hard copy and, and I can't, you know, I can only imagine how difficult that might be for the board members as well. Um, perhaps we can have a half an hour to download all this information and have available for our staff members to follow as Mr. Buskirk is making this presentation. I think that that's a reasonable request. Um, if nobody objects, let us take a half an hour break. Recess for, it's now, 9.43, can we say 10.15? Yes, that, that would work. Thank you so much. Thank you. That works. All right, so the assessor will reconvene back with the board members at 10.15. Thank you. Thank you. We are live. Are our assessors back yet? Hi, Madam Chair, it's Rick from the assessor's office. Um, give us a few minutes, Andrea's walking back to her desk. Okay, thank you.
I think Andrea may be back. She lit up briefly. <laughs> I, yeah, that video came on for just a moment. Now oh, you're the, the host. The host uh, stopped hey. my video. <laughs> Okay. Is the assessor ready to proceed? Um, uh, board members, to introduce myself, Brandon Halter, on behalf of the assessor, I apologize for my tardiness. I had a, a hearing on another matter and um, precluded me being here this morning. I apologize. Um, my, I have conferred with the assessor uh, during the recess. My understanding is that um, the assessor this morning received a significant volume of material that the applicant plans to rely on in uh, support of its case today for the first time. Um, the volume of this material, uh, which I believe is still being counted, but it's something in the neighborhood of 2,000 pages, yep. is such that we on the assessor side do not have time to prepare our response to these, this material and also uh, put on a full and fair uh, hearing today in defense of our position. Under the rules, and I am embarrassingly still searching for the exact number because I haven't memorized it, but- I can add that for you, Brandon. Um, this is under 441H, um, Revenue and Taxation Code 441H which indicates when the applicant presents information during an AAB hearing, the assessor, uh, which had previously requested, the assessor may request and shall be granted a continuance. Thank you, Andrea. So this is information that the assessor has had previously requested. It had not been given to us. And this information was introduced here at the first, for the first time this morning. Our position is that uh, we are requesting a continuance to another day to give us chance to digest this information. And our position is further that our uh, that granting that request is mandatory under the circumstances um, for your respectful consideration. That is the request. I'm happy to answer any more questions about it, but that's, that's where we are this morning. Comments, uh, Sarah, anchor. So that is what 441H says. I think that the piece of this that I don't know exactly is what was requested in the 441D request. And um, so it, was this a failure on Safeway's part to provide the records requested under 441D? Uh, the assessor did send a 441D request to the agent, Mr. Buskirk, and requested any information that he would be submitting to at the hearing today. Um, for our review, we, um, and that was in writing via email to Mr. Buzzkirk, as well as we had an actual, we had a um, Microsoft Teams meeting with Mr. Buzzkirk on Wednesday, and that included myself, uh, John Offerman, and Rick Rosales, and David Seavey. Um, we requested information from Mr. Buskirk on, on that meeting. In that meeting, we requested the information, my apologies, 
Um, and Mr. Buzzkirk said he would not be supplying that to us. And the volume that we're seeing here today, to be quite honest, even on that half hour break, I was only able to download up to exhibit number seven and to print out copies for our team to review. I, I don't even have them all printed out. And like I said, we took a half hour break. That doesn't even allow us the time to review the documentation that's presented. Now, perhaps another option is that Mr. Buzzker can present his case and then we can seek a continuance for the assessor to do cross-examination as well as presentation of their case at a later time. Mr. Buzzkirk. Okay, so <clears throat> I actually pulled up the 441D letter that was sent out by the assessor's office. And there's nothing that was requested in that letter that we have not provided and is being presented today. Um, the, we did send the majority of the case to the assessor. We sent them the valuation. Uh, they, they had a full outline of our methodology. They have all of our comparable sales. Um, we, were, we also supplied some of the items in the 441D letter, the items that we are able uh, to provide. Some of the records they're requesting actually don't exist. So in my opinion, we are in compliance with, with the assessor's request through the 441D. And I think that it would be best if we just went through with the case today. I, I cannot imagine that we as the appeals board could digest all of the documentation that we've seen thus far today. I, uh, so I would not be surprised that we too would want to continue it come the end of the day. But uh, Ms. Anchor, do you want to elaborate and um, comment, please? If, if I may very briefly before Ms. Anchor addresses your question, uh, Ms. Rollins, I think on the issue of whether or not there was a 441D, we're happy to provide a copy of the email that we sent. But I think what Mr. Buzzkirk does not acknowledge is that 441D requests are not necessarily restricted to letters. We asked on Wednesday orally during a meeting with several assessor staff present for all these documents. And the response was a, an explicit refusal to provide them, not a, 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 some complaint that they don't exist. So even though some of these documents may have been provided previously, that not all of them were, and we can't even tell which ones we're dealing with because we don't have the bandwidth to download the enormous amount of material that we've just been given in 10 minutes. So I think the rule really is designed for this exact scenario. I mean, it would be a wholly different environment if we had just been given 10 different documents so we could look them over, you know, then it's, then it's kind of nitpicky. But this, this volume of material is just impossible to deal with on this time frame. And I think uh, a request is, uh, is well-founded and, and honestly uh, mandatorily granted under the circumstances. Well, I, I think the, the assessor's office is leaving out an important bit of context about that conversation that we had earlier this week. It wasn't a flat out refusal. It was a request for an actual exchange. Um, I would have happily provided our entire case to the assessor's office under a code section 1606 exchange where both sides formally exchange all the exhibits that are gonna be presented at the hearing. Um, but it was my understanding that as of, I believe it was Wednesday, 
uh, the assessor's office was not prepared for today's hearing. So what it sounds like to me is that the assessor is attempting to prepare just a, a rebuttal case against the applicant and that, and that they need my case to do so. And that is absolutely allowable under the rule. And we are allowed to create to prepare a rebuttal case and nothing in 441D gives the applicant an excuse to refuse to provide documents because applicant wants documents from us that don't exist. So that is true. My understanding is that applicant requested a copy of our valuation report, which wasn't done on Wednesday. And in an expression of frustration that we wouldn't provide a document that wasn't done, refused to provide the material that's being provided this morning. 441D contemplates this situation, allows for a mandatory continuance under the circumstances. That's what we're requesting. Ms. Anchor. Um, I think the board and I should go to breakout room. That's what I was going to suggest. Thank you. Could we please put the board in a breakout room? And the assessor as well, please. And the assessor as well. Okay. Opening breakout rooms. Thank you.
All breakout rooms are closed. Madam Chair, you're muted. I apologize, my computer is having a little bit of a problem. I think I have it back now. Thank you. Is everyone back? Okay. Um, due to the volume of documents, we would like to continue the hearing in order to ensure that there can be a meaningful hearing. We hope that you will stipulate to exchange your exhibits in order to ensure that both of you are able to meaningly, meaningfully participate in the hearing. Um, do either of the parties object to that? Um, thank you, uh, Chairperson Rollins. Um, from, from the assessor's side, I think we're, we're definitely open-minded to stipulate to reasonable exchanges of information. Um, the devil is sometimes in the details, but I think we will be approaching that issue in good faith and obviously um, in compliance with all applicable laws and rules. Um, I, I trust that Mr. Buzzkirk will, will do the same, but I'll let him speak to that. Well, seeing as how the clerk uh, shared the link with everybody, um, that's, that's our full case. So everybody has full access to it now. So um, I guess just in line with what, the, with what Madam Chair has recommended, we would just ask that the assessor uh, exchange their full case prior to the hearing. Um, I mean, if, if we have to, we can initiate a 1606 formal exchange, but I think that if the board decides, then that should be good enough for us. Um, but just to, to clarify, I, I was going through my emails and I did send the assessor 19 of the 25 exhibits um, on November 17th. We as a board are also requesting that both the applicant and the assessors provide us with either hard copies or with a thumb drive, a jump drive with the documents on it so that we have those accessible without having to download everything to our personal computers. Plus, Arguably, we are all going to be back in a live hearing by the time this is rescheduled. Are there any, so you could give either to us, but we would want them um, at least two weeks before the date of the next scheduled hearing. We can do um, that. That's, that's fully understood on behalf of the assessor. Uh, and I think um, we're happy with that. Given Mr. Buzzkirk's representation that this is everything, then we should be able to incorporate um, our reactions and responses to this material ahead of the next hearing um, and provide it to your board as ordered uh, two weeks ahead of time. Um, so I guess, uh, and I'll, I'll let Mr. Buzzkirk comment because I think I interrupted him. Uh, I was just saying that we can agree to that. 
Okay, and you two will have to give us either hard copies or a thumb drive, which you will deliver to the clerk, and she will distribute to us in advance. Yes, and the, and the assessor can accommodate that request. Okay. So just to clarify, um, do we need to send in an individual drive to each board member or just one to be shared among you? Uh, you would need to send an individual drive to each board member, but okay. that is arguably substantially cheaper than printing out the paper. Agreed. I just want to make sure that, that I was following your request. Great. Uh, Madam Clerk, is there a date that we want to move this to? Madam uh, Chair, can I, can I just interject? It would, it would really help me if the parties would also do some sort of summary. Um, I know the applicant has provided the six or eight page summary um, with their uh, exhibits, but uh, the assessor could do that too. Prior to the hearing, that would be very helpful. Um, very good, Mr. Sorensen, and uh, it's nice to see you. I'm sorry I didn't notice your, your face earlier today, but it's, it's good to see you on the board. One, one more thing. Um, I'd like to uh, to make sure that uh, neither party um, comes to the hearing and, and says, oh, well, we've decided not to use what we sent you before. Uh, <laughs> we've got something new and this is what we're going to use. Um, uh, this ball, we've seen that a lot um, and, and uh, we're, we're looking forward um, to seeing, uh, to, to not seeing that approach to hearings in the future. If I, uh, uh, thank you, um, uh, Mr. Brinkerhoff. Brinkerhoff. Um, if I understood the instructions correctly, and perhaps this is where we can clarify, is uh, I understood the instructions to be that two weeks before the hearing that um, we are to supply the board members with our uh, hard copies of the valuation reports from both the applicant and the assessor. Um, perhaps this is an opportunity where we can mandate that both the assessor and the applicant have to um, exchange valuation reports at that same time. Are there any objections, Mr. Buskirk? No, that would actually be in line with the with a section 1606 exchange um, where the full case needs to be exchanged. I believe it's 15 days prior to the scheduled hearing date. So we'd, we'd be in agree agreement with that. Also, if, if further issues do arise, and I suppose it is possible, you should let the clerk know and we should probably schedule a pre-hearing conference um, to address any issues before the hearing. Yes, um, Madam, Madam Clerk, I believe we have to, if, the, if we decide to turn any hearing into a pre-hearing conference, that's uh, 30 days um, prior to the scheduled hearing. Is that correct? I believe that is the time frame. yes. And from the clerk's standpoint, just to be clear, the uh, documentation or the thumb drives that are to be provided two weeks in advance as directed, Madam Clerk, are to be directed to the clerk and the clerk would provide them to the board members present, correct? Correct. Okay. 
in terms of identifying a date uh, that this might be recalendered, um, again, we would be listing it for your board. And let me just find my calendar here. Uh, the next earliest date that this would be able to be calendared would be April 22nd, 2022. And again, that would likely be an on-site in the Marin County Civic Center Chambers hearing. Does that work for the parties? I'm available that day. Yes, and that does work for the assessor. Which would mean that the thumb drives should, let's say 15 days since that's the statutory time period. So 15 days before the 22nd, which would be April 7th is when we should, uh, you should provide the thumb drives, and then we can pick them up the 7th or 8th, depending whether that's what day of the week we're talking about. Uh, let me pull that the up. The 7th would be a Thursday. Thursday? Okay. Yeah. I think. Yes, the 7th is a Thursday. April 7th, 2022 is Thursday. Yeah. So we would be able to pick them up that Friday or that Thursday. And Mr. Uh, Buskirk, to clarify, an electronic version to you, is that acceptable? Or would you like a hard copy meal to you? No, electronic is fine. Okay. Thank you. And the 22nd is acceptable to the assessor. Yes, that is acceptable. Thank you. Do we need to make a motion to confirm that? Yes, please. I move we continue the hearing to uh, April 22nd, 2022. I, I second. Board Member Brinkerhoff. Aye. Board Member Sorensen. Aye. And Chair Rollins. Aye. And it appears that it concludes that uh, case on record and all that remains on calendar is the 180 day report. We have a 180 day report. 
Uh, it's been uploaded to there the chat. Thank you. Mr. Seepy, did you want to um, report information to the board? Yes, one moment here. Um, let's take a look at it. Sorry for the delay. Um, lots of downloads on my screen right now. So, <laughs> um, oh boy. If you can't pull it, pull the, uh, uh, or you can't download it, I can report on it. Um, could, yeah, could you, Andrea? I am not okay. finding it on my sure. desktop. Sure. Um, so uh, we have three cases that are on the 180-day report. Two of the cases, um, which was Thompson and ONSI, um, both applicants were here today. Um, both ap applicants, um, their hearings were moved to uh, February, was it February 25th of 2022, and the clerk is mailing waivers to them. And so the, post or the postponement request was conditioned on the waivers. Uh, so we should be getting those waivers in the next few weeks. The other case, which is Daniel McKenzie, that was heard October 8th of 2021, and we're waiting for a decision on that. I move that we accept the 180-day report. I'll second. Board Member Brinkerhoff? Aye. Board Member Sorensen? Aye. And Chair Rollins? Aye. Okay. Hmm. No other business on the calendar. I move that we adjourn. Second. Board Thank Member Brinkerhoff? Aye. Board Member Sorensen? Aye. And Chair Rollins? Aye. Thank you, Board Members and Madam Clerk. We appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.